Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every $20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at Armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. This is the John Oakley Show podcast. And a great day for talk radio. It's hour two, and uh, we've got a lot to address. We were addressing in hour one for the bulk of the program, I guess, to this point, uh, this climate change uh, study that's come out from Environment Canada. And then Joe Oliver countered that by suggesting, you know, fossil fuels actually do lift a lot of people out of poverty, particularly in the developing world. So uh, in some ways, you know, Canada's own attempts to mitigate uh, climate change may be infinitesimal in the grand sweep of things. But we know we've implemented a new regimen in place yesterday. The carbon tax came in. Need I remind you, uh, you can see evidence of this at the pumps with a tax that uh, adds about four and a half cents to a liter of gasoline. And then there will be, of course, uh, all these other ancillary uh, or corresponding impacts where, uh, you know, groceries will go up and probably anything that moves by train, boat, rail. Uh, well, that would be a train and trucks and so on and so forth. Uh, but we're going to continue uh, with the discussion here because again where joe oliver was dismissive of the need for a carbon tax mike schreiner may feel the other way he's the leader of the green party of ontario and the mp for guelph and let's get him to weigh in here on the oakley show into hour two mike good to have you back on board hi there hey john always pleasure to be on all right so uh, this carbon tax came in we thrashed it out yesterday uh when we had rod phillips on the environment minister he says we don't need a carbon tax to fight climate change and you say what well, I would say that, uh, first of all, what's your plan, Mr. Phillips? Because the plan you put out last fall, I haven't seen any independent experts say that that's a credible plan to meet our climate obligations. Uh, and the bottom line is, is you look at economists across the political spectrum, and particularly on the conservative side of the political spectrum, will tell you that the lowest cost, most market-friendly and business-friendly approach to addressing the climate crisis is to put a uh, price on pollution, make it revenue neutral, return all the money back to people to help them be able to afford the transition to a low-carbon economy. That's economics 101. Yeah, but is it revenue neutral? A lot of people dispute that or don't feel confident that it actually will be revenue neutral. Well, you know what? If the provincial government doesn't um, trust the Trudeau liberals in managing this, then, you know, I'd be happy to work with Premier Ford to bring in a made-in-Ontario revenue neutral uh, uh, price on pollution and Doug Ford can sign the checks returning uh, the rebates back to the people of Ontario. I'm happy to do that if the premier is willing to work with me on it. Well, how come then the feds weren't uh, entirely uh, confident that the uh, climate plan put forth by Rod Phillips and the conservatives here in the province was up to standards? (laughs) Well, because the plan uh, is really based on a failed model that was used in Australia that actually flips things instead of asking polluters to pay it's asking taxpayers to pay polluters that plan has not worked in australia there is no reason to believe it would work in ontario well all right and rod phillips has reminded me on more than one occasion that whereas you know the the paris climate target is to uh have 30 percent reductions from the 2005 year uh standard by 2030 they say they're 22% of the way home and uh, only need 8 more percent, so they're on the right track. They're actually doing better than other provinces across the country. And you say what? 
Well, I would say the minister fails to mention that that was accomplished uh, primarily by the previous government uh, through the coal phase-out, uh, which, to be fair, was actually started uh, by the previous Conservative government uh, and finished by the previous Liberal government, uh, and I certainly supported the coal phase-out. But to suggest that because we've phased out coal, we don't have to do anything else, uh, is misleading to the people of Ontario. And John, I just want to say that there's also a strong economic argument here. The largest source of growth in the global economy is the transition to a clean economy. $26 trillion economic opportunity. I mean, if you look at auto manufacturers, they're going to be investing $255 billion in R&D on electric vehicles between now and 2023. I want Ontario to lead that clean economy revolution. I want to create those jobs here. I want to generate that wealth and prosperity here. And we're not going to do it if the premier is going to be running around the province sabotaging climate solutions. Well, all right. But uh, what you cited there in terms of uh, auto manufacturing and e-vehicles, isn't that market forces actually responding? Why do we need coercive taxes? (laughs) Well, you know what? Economics 101 will tell you, Nobel Prize winning economists will tell you, that um, markets work better when you price something that you don't want and you return money back to people so those consumers then can make um, the choices they want to make in the marketplace. Businesses can make the choices they want to make in the marketplace uh, to avoid paying that cost and they'll choose low carbon or no carbon products. Again, with Mike Schreiner, leader of the Green Party of Ontario on this matter of a carbon tax being imposed and whether or not uh, there's a necessity for it. He obviously says there is. Well, what's interesting is when Catherine McKenna, the, the environment minister, uh, goes on record saying pollution doesn't know any borders. Uh, immediately, when you know, I can reference this study that's just come out from Environment Canada where our far north is experiencing greater climate change than perhaps any other patch of real estate on the planet. But we don't emit uh, greenhouse gases in the far north. So these are obviously imported problems uh, coming from places like the developing world, China, India, and so on and so forth. To her point, pollution doesn't know any borders. Why should we beggar our own economy and give them a pass uh, and they're not having to meet any of these standards? At least China isn't the Paris Accord until 2030. Yeah, John, two reasons. One, we want to be the market leaders because when you have an early advantage in the marketplace, you're going to cash in, be more prosperous, create more jobs. So I want us to lead that clean economy revolution. The other reason is is that we, we have an important responsibility to play in the world. Canada, on a per capita basis, uh, is produces the ninth most pollution in the world on a per capita basis. So we have a responsibility uh, to meet our obligations and to put pressure on other countries to meet their obligations as well. And so I think we owe that to our children and our grandchildren to make sure we leave them a livable planet, but to also make sure that we uh, have a market advantage in the uh, fast-growing clean economy so they have jobs, wealth, and prosperity moving forward as well. You know, this per capita basis thing... uh has me flummoxed because the standard that we're usually uh, given is 1.6% of global emissions. So it's somewhat negligible. It's almost a rounding error. Secondly, we're uh, a Nordic nation, vast expanse of geography, you know, with 36 million people. It stands to reason we're going to burn fossil fuels. We've got to get things to market. We've got, as I say, this vast tract of land for trains and trucks and, uh, you know, boats have to traverse and airplanes and the rest. Uh, 
and then people have to get to and fro wherever they're going uh, to their homes and so on and so forth up north. Uh, it, I mean, we've got winter six months of the year. Uh, how can we avoid that? I mean, that's just baked into the pie, Mike. Hey, John, you've just made a great argument for why Ontario should lead the clean economy revolution. Right now, we ship $24 billion a year outside of Ontario's economy because we don't produce a lot of fossil fuels here. We would be so much better off taking advantage of the resources that we have. We have a lot of hydroelectric power here. We have vast uh, opportunities in geothermal, wind, solar. We should be taking advantage of that for made-in-Ontario power to power up our economy. I mean, this country was built, by example, by rail. We should be shifting uh, more of our transportation of both people and good onto, onto rail. Um, and, and we need to be electrifying our transportation system to give people those low-cost options. I mean, for example, you can operate an electric vehicle at one-fifth the operating cost of an internal combustion vehicle. So if we can ramp up the economies of scale in the production of electric vehicles as an auto manufacturing province, we should be leading that. The cost will come down. We already know the operating costs are less. Let's take advantage of the areas where we have a competitive advantage. We should be leaders in the clean economy, not losing jobs and being followers in this transition to a low-carbon economy. Well, it's interesting because when you say, you know, uh, we this economy was built on the rails, uh, and the rails were built to actually get things to the market, to the West Coast, this transcontinental ribbon, we're an extraction economy, too. I mean, what about building the pipeline? The economy flourishes, and then you can start to uh, get into all kinds of areas of innovation and uh, high tech and so on and so forth. And that would help to address some of these concerns that you said. I mean, rather than having some magical uh, 100,000, what was it, Dalton McGinney, I think, promised 600,000 jobs in the green economy. They never materialized. Well, you know what? I will never, uh, I, I was probably the first political party leader in Ontario to criticize the way in which the previous Liberal government uh, rolled out renewable energy in Ontario. You know, if they had followed best practices, uh, like countries like Denmark, Germany, and others that required local ownership uh, and local decision-making in the rollout of renewable energy, we'd be seeing uh, local ownership, local job creation, local economic benefits. Instead, the previous government signed most of those contracts with multinational corporations, many of them actually corporations in the oil and gas sector, interestingly enough, rather than having it be local ownership. So please don't let the mistakes of the previous Liberal government um, um, prevent us from taking advantage of, one, the dramatic decline in the cost of renewable energy, and two, the opportunity to roll it out right, where we own it right here in Ontario, creating local jobs and local wealth for Ontarians. All right. Well, those European nations you cited, small geographically. So again, I get back to this immense tract of land that we have to traverse, and uh, it does beg the uh, question, can we do without fossil fuels? Anyway, uh, Mike, I'm going to let you go on that note. I appreciate your weighing in. Uh, You see the necessity for a carbon tax. You think we ought to be world leaders. And uh, do you see any negative implications for the economy through this tax? Well, you know, I think the only potential negative economic aspects of it are for those carbon-intensive industries. Uh, And so one of the things I would like to see the federal government look at now that we are putting in place a national carbon price is to actually look at carbon tariffs 
for imported products uh, that are high carbon content, which would put our companies in on a more competitive uh, playing field and push other companies to bring in carbon pricing as well, or the countries, sorry, to bring in uh, carbon pricing as well. You're as much a protectionist as Donald Trump. <laughs> no, I don't consider that protectionist. <laughs> I want trade. I just want it to uh-huh. be fair trade. Okay. Well, that's what he says, too. Uh, very good. Uh, thanks so much for your time, as Any always, time, Mike. John. You got it. Mike, Mike Schreiner, Trump. yep, leader of the Green Party of Ontario and the MP for Guelph. Sits alone in the legislature. He's a party of one. Well, you got to start somewhere, I guess. Thanks for listening to the John Oakley Show podcast. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe for free at Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and anywhere else you get your on-demand audio. 